0: The stock market doesn't need a vaccine. It just needs positive news about the possibility of a vaccine. That's what we saw on Monday. Biotech Moderna released an enthusiastic press release about their interim phase one trial. That news got the Dow to shoot up 900 points. Moderna's stock jumped 20% and gave them a perfect opportunity to dump a bunch of new shares on the market. They raised more than $2 billion on one press release. And it turns out, once people bothered to read past the headline, it was good news for eight of the 45 people in their very small trial. Still good, but the market came back down on Tuesday. The trial news was a great trial run for investors like us, though. You couldn't ask for a better preview of how to expect a market to react when there is a vaccine. Disney shares up seven percent. Delta Airlines closed 14 percent higher. United jumped 21 percent. Carnival shares were up 15 percent. Netflix, however, down a fraction of a percent. So today on Dumb Money Live, what news are we looking for? What stocks will benefit most? And more importantly, how are we timing our entry points on the next news of a vaccine? This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camello, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to the show. Let's all wake up the YouTube algorithm together this morning. Hit the like button. Go ahead, do it. And uh, let's all put a chat in the comment to the the live chat. Let us know where you're watching from right now. If you have a favorite post-vaccine stock, share that with us in the chat right now too. I do have a handful of stocks that I want to talk about and I've already made some adjustments to my portfolio. If you uh, follow us on our brand new Dumb Money Discord server, you probably already saw that. And Chris, I know that you um, also have found a new addiction: posting on Discord. Well, are you there, Chris? Can you hear me?
1: He looks frozen. Chris doesn't
0: have <laughs> his headphone in, or he, his camera froze. No, he's he's actually frozen. <laughs> oh well. Um, what are we gonna? Is Chris calling me right now? This this is this is going well. We've uh, <laughs> we've broken the shot. Oh, there's Chris. Now you're hey, now you're I, back with us.
2: I, I didn't even know I wasn't with you for like a minute, so did you uh like were you off on Discord land? Uh no, I love I love Discord land though. That's <laughs> My, that's my new favorite place. I'm not yeah, actually I, prepared for this episode because I've been spending too much time on
0: Discord. Uh, well, I didn't have anything set up this morning either. That's why we started 10 minutes late. So uh, I do want to start with the news that uh, we're looking for, starting with, I guess, the Oxford trial. Is that is that where you and we are, by the way, are going to keep this at an hour today because Chris has a graduation parade for your kids driving through the front yard or something this this morning in about <laughs> an hour.
2: <laughs> oh yes, yes we do. Okay, Dave, let's can we back it up though? I uh, We last week we did our second wave episode. And yep. oh, this week, that was That was last, Monday. What day is today? Oh, today's, today's Thursday. Thursday. Okay. So <laughs> that was depressing. Okay? I knew it was depressing. You knew it was depressing. A lot of our followers have been reaching out saying that was depressing, but we had to do it. And it's not because we think a second wave is imminent. By the way, I'm not even sure if a positive vaccine news is imminent. But what do we keep talking about? It's having a prepared mind and running scenarios. So these are two. Would you agree that these are two of the biggest market impacting scenarios that could play out over the next thirty to hundred and twenty days? Would we do we agree on that? Either second wave or vaccine. It's, news.
0: those are those are, you, you have to be prepared for both sides. And those are the two kind of trigger points that we're looking for to figure out what what moves we're making in our portfolios.
2: Yeah. So so if you get vaccine news at 1130 a.m. on a Wednesday and you're waiting until then to figure out what stocks would, and the market's up 800 points, the Dow's up 1200, whatever it is. And you're waiting for that moment to figure out what are the best stocks to be in now. You've already lost. You've already lost. You have to have a prepared mind. You have to know exactly what you're going to do the second that information starts to get disseminated or even leaked, that there could either be positive news about a vaccine or like Monday's episode, bad news about a second wave bubbling up or a hotspot, right? That's what this episode is all about. This episode is about the happy side of those scenarios, which is we're going to get positive vaccine news. Now, you know what's interesting? That Moderna news that we got uh, on Monday morning, we saw what it did to the market. As it turns out, now there's been, all you know, there's all kinds of scientists out there that are critiquing the study, critiquing the data. And it looks like the data is not as good as we thought it was when the company issued it right in a press release on Monday. Yeah. But the market's generally still going up on that data. Um, And Dave, that goes to your point. It's not about the ultimate. It's not ultimately about having a vaccine that works beautifully. It's more about the hype. And the initial news of more pot of of light. Everybody wants what one thing. We want light at the end of the tunnel. And if anybody gives this market a ray of light at the end of the tunnel, whether it's a press release by the Oxford study, and we'll talk about that today, or whether it's something out of China, one of the vaccines they're working on. It doesn't matter. These are all news events that will, in my opinion, absolutely propel the market higher. And depending on how good the news is, potentially propel the market so quickly and so high that it could ultimately, we could ultimately look back at that event as being the last big opportunity to make a really monster trade.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, it's almost like any kind of news could be misinterpreted early and cause something to happen in the stock market, like we saw on Monday. And then once you read a little deeper or more people have put eyes on it and we see what happened on Tuesday with the stocks going back down. So I think that we, we not only have to be prepared for the, the real thing, but also what if we have additional false starts in this whole thing?
2: Yeah. And I, listen, I said something in the discord channel. I, I put my trades they're my just initial trade set on the vaccine trade and it's not how deep I'll ultimately be, but I put those trades in discord this morning. Uh, and I said something that I really mean it's don't, critique our vaccine trades because it really doesn't even matter for the most part it's not about picking the perfect vaccine stocks and when we say vaccine stocks we're not talking about investing in vaccine companies we're talking about investing in companies that will likely do the best if news is announced that we could have a positive you know vaccine progress right um, we'll talk about our stock picks. The stock picks aren't that important this time. Would you agree? It's less about what stocks; it's more about the timing and trying to gain some little bit of an information edge as to when this first news is going to get leaked. Because that—that's—that is a lot more important to me. Yeah. Um, what are your vaccine trades? I mean, we talked about—we're—they're probably the same as mine. We've—we've we've been talking the last few days. I mean, what do you, what do you guys like? Let's just talk well, about a good starting point.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. I think kind of the starting point for me is people have been cooped up. There's a demand for entertainment, and I'm not looking at the movie theater companies. I still think Netflix, Roku, Apple TV uh, for, for the long term. That's how people are going to consume that. I'm not looking at restaurant stocks because you and I both already have too much exposure to restaurants, right? Because that's kind of uh, <laughs> our, our side hustle. Um, so I'm looking at concerts. I think people want to go to concerts and want to get out and, and be entertained. So Live Nation is, is going to be on fire. That's a, that's a stock that I bought on Tuesday. Um, I think casinos. I, I was in Wynn Resorts. I've been long since they were at $60 a share. They're, um, 80, 80, 90-ish now. Uh, I think they'll go back to 150, 200. Um, What else? I think uh, people will want to get out. They're going to want to mingle. They're, they're wary of going to crowded bars though. So match.com is another one that I picked up on Tuesday. Uh, cruisers going to cruise. I got those, uh, Royal Caribbean, January, 2021 calls. Uh, I think that you're also in Royal Caribbean and, and also uh, picked up some carnival to diversify. I think I'm looking at Norwegian as a, as a possible way to just get a little bit more exposure there. Um, we have stores opening. I think that uh, a company that I would want to be in anyway because I buy all of their products, Apple. Uh, Chris, you have the magic keyboard for this. Mine arrives today, and you say it's a game changer, life changing. So <laughs> Apple is is kind of... it. <laughs> that's a stock I want to be in anyway, and I can make an argument that it, it falls into this, uh, this post-vaccine world. Um, I mean, Tesla is... If people are going to be out buying cars, you, you're you in Ford for the uh, post-vaccine and stimulus play. I like Tesla. Uh, I'm keeping my stay-home stocks like uh, Amazon. I'd love to pick up Zoom. If it drops on Vaccine News, I'd love to get into some Zoom because I think long-term, that's that's a company that's going to do well. Yeah, How about by you, the Jordan, way, I, or That's Chris? a good
2: point, Dave. There are stocks that I am prepared to hedge. I'm not going to sell my positions, but I'm going to hedge them. On that vaccine news it could be you know the pelotons the zooms teledoc right so jordan i know you have feelings on one of the stocks that dave just talked about and and i agree with dave i i love live nation as a vaccine trade and the reason why i love it one they have a monopoly on the global entertainment industry right They, they literally they own it and or it's a duopoly i think there's one other company that they compete with there but Live Nation, when we're done with this, right, when this is over, you're going to see more concerts than you've ever seen in your life. There will be concerts on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights and Wednesday nights that ordinarily they would have not done on weeknights, right? Yeah. And those ticket prices, I think, are going to be appreciably um, more expensive than they were in the past. Uh, I think Live Nation is going, it's just a matter of time, of course, but at a certain- when this is over, Live Nation, they're, they're going to kill it. And I think the market's going to react to that well in advance of this thing being over. Uh, any light at the end of the tunnel, Live Nation is one of those names I think the hedge funds are going to want to pour into. So that's definitely on my list. Jordan, you're a little bit less excited about
1: that. Well, the thing is, I don't necessarily disagree. I just feel like, um, you know— when it was at forty seven dollars or forty seven and a half dollars, it was a little uh, was a little expensive for me. But it's starting to pull back. It's down six percent this morning, um, and so maybe this is a good time to buy into it. My problem with them is that they just have a ton of debt. They're obviously doing zero business right now, um, and we don't really know that time frame until you know they actually start getting dollars in the door. Because even if we get even if we get the vaccine, what? How long does it take to vaccine everybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean we're talking. Months, six months before you know anybody's going to feel comfortable going back. So they could be, you know, a year to eighteen months before anybody starts going to see concerts again. No, I agree. Um, I don't.
0: I don't think that the the concerts are going to happen immediately. I think that you know, producing that much vaccine is going to take forever. Figuring out who's like, going to be willing to take a vaccine that just barely got approval in this rushed uh, system they're under, and who's going to say, nope, I'm. I'm uh anti-vaxxing on this vaccine that everyone's looking forward to. Um y- You know you those know people are, are going to, to exist. People. There's going to be this this other crazy debate. So, yeah, I agree. Live Nation is not a quick turnaround play, but Live Nation is a company that I think I want to be in for the long haul because I think tickets, I think people are going to want to get out. The same people yeah. who are anti-vaxxing are probably the first ones to buy tickets <laughs> and get in a big group together. Um, and the ticket prices are going to be higher than ever, and Live Nation is a monopoly.
1: I Dave, agree. Don't, I've, got, I've got them in my top picks. And look, I mean, the, you know, I'm going to buy. I just don't know exactly when I'm going to buy them.
2: Dave, uh, don't you think that half our neighborhood, if they had a concert tomorrow, they would be there well,
0: I know that. that half of your block showed up when you had a concert in your front yard with social distancing uh, protocol perfectly happening on your side of the street. But what, what was going on on the other side of the street? There was there was and a it was congregation,
2: a mosh pit.
0: It was crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, people want to go to concerts. We've seen it firsthand, and that's that's my that's one of my plays. And I yeah, didn't so- go in heavy in Live Nation. It's not it's not like a huge thing, but. On a on a on vaccine news, that might be one that I, you know, get some options just for that little pop it's I would expect it has every time. I mean, we saw it happen on Monday. We I basically went to the most active list and the most uh gainer list and just screenshotted everything that was up that day. Everything that was down that day, and I'm using that kind of as my blueprint for what's going to happen the next time there's vaccine news.
2: That Dave, that that's a really good strategy. And by, and by the way, I have a blend of uh, rebound companies in the travel space, the hospitality space, and entertainment space that either have good balance sheets, but I also added some that have bad balance sheets because those are the ones that will rebound the most. If we we can get through this. So I do want to say this trade is not reliant. You don't have to get in this trade and stick with it for the next nine months. For me, this trade is more about playing the dissemination of information. Um, I will likely exit a big chunk of this trade within a day or two of this information, hopefully hitting about positive vaccine news whenever that happens. Um, because then you have all the people that are going to come in and critique it and be like, well, it's going to take longer than we thought. And I think this company's not going to have the balance sheet to survive. And all that stuff's going to start happening. Right. So for me, it's actually a short ish term play. I may keep, I might keep a few of those companies for the long term. But I added where you, you know, you had some travel names. I added Southwest. I think Southwest is the airline that I'm going with. I actually think Southwest might, you know, they might have an OK-ish summer, not a good one, an OK-ish one, because so many people in the South and in the West. Now, we know they fly more than the South and West, but so many people where they're really dense in the South and West of Southwest, where they're mm-hmm. big, are like traveling right now. And they're all the people I'm talking to or they're planning summer vacations. They might not be going to Disney World, but they're going to.
1: A house in the mountains, or to a beach house, and stuff like that. So, well, Southwest think, released some numbers, and they're—I mean, they're—they're they're at like twenty to thirty percent occupancy on their flights now. And um, they did and they say don't have the, they don't have the debt problems that you know some of the major airlines have. Well, I mean, they're not.
2: I mean, you're right. They're better than some of the other majors, but they're still an at-risk play if, if yeah. they get this positive news. Right? If we get a second wave, they're in big mm-hmm. trouble. But I also added like a booking.com has a great balance sheet. and booking.com also owns. Uh, I think they own Home Away, which is VRBO, uh, which I think is actually going to have a reasonable summer as well, and people are booking private homes, right? Like I'm, do- I'm doing that this summer. Uh, you might do it, Jordan. We're yeah, we're looking
1: to go into Austin. So,
2: but but another one that I added to the list, and I, I put my whole list on Discord. Uh, you know, I also obviously I got some Marriott as well, right? I, these are just these are obvious names. Yeah. I do have my Royal Caribbean. I did add some Carnival, but like there's. N- there's nothing special about that. I actually am really intrigued, though, about my uh, Saber uh, trade. And I think Jordan, you—I read the Saber transcript, earnings transcript last night at like three thirty in the morning. <laughs> uh, it was the last thing I did. It put me to sleep. Uh, but I am kind of intrigued. Saber, for those of y'all that don't know, they are the booking engine, like behind the booking engines. And there's a few different companies that do what Saber does, but they're—they're they're kind of the largest. And they're getting – they got hit so hard. They got hit from the mid-20s down to three, and now they're back to like six, six and a half. But they claim to be – they can figure it out and stay alive for 18 months, Jordan, you were saying,
1: right? that the, I, You read that in the, in the report? I don't we hear lost, you. Jordan. We lost your sound, Jordan. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got some uh, debt that they um... – that they procured whenever uh, this whole thing happened. They also furloughed some employees to stay more lean. Um, and they're looking to reduce um, some of the cost of their um, technology operations too. So yeah, they, I wanna say that on the on that call, they said they've got 18 months of a zero booking environment. And we know we're not at zero booking. We've got some bookings happen right now. Um, obviously international is next to zero um but but also jordan what they're doing is interesting because saber is like
2: kind of through this i don't want to call it a restructure and they have spent a massive amount of money and resources the last couple of years to rebuild their infrastructure to one allow them to operate more efficiently on the cloud but two they're actually adding new products to allow them to get more business which could be seen as a terrible thing because they're not getting any business right now. But when they come out of this, if if we come out of this, Sabre could be nicely aligned to not just get their old market share back, but potentially pick up market share of some of the weaker players that might not be able to survive to next spring. Right. So, I, I think it's a, and they do have one competitor that actually has a better balance sheet than them that's publicly traded, uh, but. I think Sabre's an interesting play. It's maybe not traded as heavily as some of the other travel names. Um, By the way, I did increase my position in Wynn Casinos as well. Um, And the one stock I do want to talk about right now... But before you do, I I want want
0: to tell you why I don't like Sabre and why I'm staying away from Southwest and Delta and United and American. Those are companies that I would not want to be in anyway. Like, if, if you look at the best of times for Sabre, here's, here's their five year chart. They're not a company that is like, uh, yeah, get them back up to where they were and, and the best of times. And they're still like this, like, eh, not exciting, downtrending. Do you think they're going to pop to the point where it's exciting to, I don't, I just don't see a quick pop in Sabre. And I don't see them as a company that I would want to be in anyway. And I think oh, the same totally is true.
2: I think you're going to see a huge pop if we get back. You'll see, Dave. Are you, only because, I agree, it's not the most exciting company. But, God, Dave, they, they were in the mid-20s. They were in the mid-20s. I mean, like, you, you could—you will definitely see Sabre, I would imagine. I'd be shocked to not see Sabre pop into the teens, mid-teens, um, at some point once we have some good confidence that a vaccine is coming in, End of year, early spring If that happens, if, if it happens I, I feel this stock is like one of
1: the most Beaten down in the whole sector
2: Right, um, this thing because-
1: can double and triple Which, that excites me And also they'll return their dividend at some point um, When the revenue gets back Eh, I'm not excited it's
0: maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll get back to 12 and yes, you'll have doubled your, your return. But are you, unless you're doing options or something, is that really, you're not, you're not leveraged enough in Saber to make it worth your while. I'm, I'm staying away from that one. Prove me wrong. Uh, w- watch it go to 50 or something and I'll just be like, oh
2: yep, yeah, uh, right, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I'll be out of it long before then. How about, how about Southwest? Why don't you like Southwest?
0: Dude? Same reason. Look at, look at Southwest. Love. Hang on. It is not I mean, a it is not a company that does well
2: long term. It's like, well,
0: it's like neutral. It's like eh, up and this down. This is not it's, a
2: company you're going to be in long term. You're just going to get in them for the pop. Back. If
0: if there's a pop, I see it more, more as like a gradual like uphill battle. Like they're just clawing their way yeah. back to the it's it's just not I don't see it being a big move, a fast move. I see it being a painfully slow gradual you know gain back to 40
2: okay well listen i think it's, it's going to be what, painful i think what we do agree on for the most part is that we can debate whether southwest is a better pick than live nation is a better pick than marriott is a better pick than carnival cruise or booking.com right or win casinos but it really at the the grand scheme of things guys I'm not obsessing too much over my picks here, okay? Yeah. I, listen, I spent some time on the picks. I care less about the picks and more about trying to time this thing because if I time it wrong, no matter what I pick, I'm not going to do well. If I time it right...
0: If you time it right, you could literally just buy a, the, the NASDAQ or the Dow. We saw the Dow shoot up, you know, 900 points on Monday. Uh,
2: you, you could. You could you could lever up in those things, but I do think these travel names, like you said, Dave, they're they're going to pop. More than the other stuff, but you can I yes. just talk about a company that I'm not in. And it's one, it's kind of like the new Tesla that I feel like got to get in there at some point. And if I don't get in, if I don't get in, I feel I'm going to regret it like a year or two or three years from now. And it's always going to, I feel like Jordan, you know how Jordan feels about all this stuff. I feel like Jordan feels about this stock where I'm just waiting, I'm waiting, and I keep missing. And I should have just hit the <laughs> button on it a long time ago. Uh huh. So, Penn National, David Portnoy. Bar school sports, like he—he he is making. I think he's going to make this come because of his brand affiliation. Yes, I think, and the, the degree that he's developing followers right now, this is going to be the stock that all the Gen Zers and younger millennials. It's like they're. It might not be the first stock they invest in because that will be Tesla. It might not even be the second or third, but it might be the fourth or fifth, right? And and I feel like. It's the stock that's likely to be valued way higher than it should over the next three or four years. And I'm going to be really upset if I'm
1: not in it, but I can't figure out when to get in it. I, 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 <laughs> maybe maybe I to, it was now. down to $5, and then it hung out around the $8 mark and then just has been exploding.
2: Um, huge mistake on my part. A, a Huge mistake oh, not getting in that thing. And now it's like, come on, am I going to... How am I going to get this thing in twenty seven right now It's basically all up a half dollars i I don't think so, and by the way, that when it popped up to thirty six thirty seven right before this whole thing started, that was just based on the whole Barstool school sports partnership and all that stuff, yeah. which is kind of like that part of the fluff and like the the energy of all these investors getting in, but I feel like it can definitely go back up there, no doubt about it, but to be investing in that now here. With all the uncertainty, just kind of makes me sick to my stomach, and I want a better price. But should I, we just buy it?
0: I mean, in the think, last five days, it went from 16 to 27. That's the five day well, chart we're looking seen,
2: at. Have you seen, uh, <laughs> thanks, Tan, T- Tan Johnson, have you seen the Call Her Daddy drama? Like the, the, this show on Barstool? It's like the number one podcasts or something in the world right now. And like these two girls that do the show, like I'd never even watch it. It looks so stupid. Maybe it's awesome. It's gotta be awesome to be the top podcast, but <laughs> one of them got into like a feud with the other. I think she got fired. And, 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 and by the way, um, like the whole culture there, it's like become the new TMZ. It's wild. And like, yeah. how do you not want, you kind of blend that with gambling with the stock market it just has all the elements of something that's going to get hyped so big. How could we not be part of that? We gotta be, right?
0: We we do. Uh, and and speaking of podcasts, we should probably talk about this in another episode. That Joe Rogan news uh, and how it affected Spotify's stock. That that is like there's things going on in pop culture right now that that we how how did we? There's no way you could have predicted that Joe Rogan was going to like add a billion dollars of market cap to Spotify overnight but th- there's just there's just things out there that that do move markets and that's what our philosophy is all about that's that's what we're here for
2: yes right so it's it, it doesn't matter whether it's it's sane or not or whether you know you think it it, it it should happen it doesn't really matter if it's going to happen that's all that matters so we have to figure out what are those marginal drivers of price? For each stock, for each sector, for the stock market at large, right? Yep. And whatever that marginal driver of prices, we need to identify that in advance, and then attempt to detect that change yep. that is going to happen to drive it, and, and, and try to monetize it, right? I don't care whether it's right or wrong; it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I agree. You, this is this has become a social market. And we're social ARB investors. It's a great time to be a social ARB investor. And that that's why I'm so happy we have the Discord group because now it's not just me, you, and Jordan, Dave, just trying to like do this twenty-four hours a day and like I can't keep up with all the opportunity. There's too much, there's too many things, right? At least now it gives us a place where the community, the dumb money community, can come together, we can surface opportunities, we can vet opportunities together. And And just
0: just for a second, I am blown away with how quickly people have have joined up this. We we had like uh, 400 people, I think, within 12 hours of turning the thing on, and... and it's it's unbelievable the the level the quality of conversation that's going on the questions the the, the research the people posting their their own research on G trends charts and just all all the sources we, we're already just kind of figuring out the best way to organize it so we have a, a section for people to talk about their trade ideas and research we have um, some amazing moderators in there who have, are creating all kinds of new channels in this everything else category from crypto to options trading to uh, COVID, second wave trades, that, that thing. And then just yesterday, they added a new section called tickers, which if you're if every everything that we talk about on the channel, they're creating a little sub channel about those for people to have conversations about individual stocks. It's it's remarkable. If you guys haven't joined, let me share with you the uh, the invite link. Actually, I will tweet out the invite link at Dave Hansen. So just uh, follow on Twitter and. And uh, I will I will get an invite link out to anyone watching this video. So subscribe
2: it, it, today. It is the quality of research that's happening in that Discord group is so impressive. So I don't you remember when we had ticker tags? We had Daria, Ian, Ray, Laura, and we had this just very small team. Who was responsible for surfacing and vetting social arb trades and insights? For some and you of would the you would some
0: days just have an idea, and then you had this like perfect little research team to go figure it out, to go use data, to go to go find things.
2: But it was so small; it was four people: Daria, you know, like Ian, Jacob, and Laura. That was it, and they did such a good job. But we were doing all the social research for some of the largest hedge funds in the world, and for the largest sell side banks in the world like they were relying exclusively on our little team of four and now i feel like overnight uh we have a team that's exponentially larger than that and by the way it benefits everyone in the group and it's so absolutely so i'm going to tell you guys part of the reason why i was up uh, so late last night i had to prepare for an interview this morning Uh, i had an interview with a really big journalist for a big global financial news network and they are doing a story. Are you not allowed on, to say what it is? I can't. I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't want to jinx it. It might or might. I don't want to like give away the fact that they're doing the story, right? So, like, yeah. But but they're doing a story on um, on retail traders and during this whole thing, like this whole you know last 90 day period and how we're doing and and hopefully it looks like they might feature me and even dumb money. And they want to get they want to look at our Discord channel. So I'm actually sending them an invite to the Discord channel and they're going to check it out to see the the evolution of investing for like millennial and Gen Z investors. Like and I was trying to explain to them, like, this is it. It's shared knowledge. This is the future. Um, And they were really intrigued by that. So just for anyone that's on Discord, they're going to be peeking in there probably tomorrow or the next day. And. You know, if we're fortunate enough to be called out in the article, it'll be next week and we'll definitely tweet it out to you guys. And we'll talk about it on the show. Um, but I, I thought that was really cool. And hopefully this will be a big part of that article and our, and our followers will, you know, in their own way, be, be part of this movement now.
0: Absolutely. OK, so we, we're down to the last 20 minutes because I know that you have a hard stop today. So where do we want to go from here?
2: OK, so. All right. So we have a ba- everyone's going to have their basket of, of, of vaccines, you know, we call vaccine rebound stocks. Right. Um, so the big question is, what are we looking for? When is it likely to happen? Right. And so all of my research has led me to believe that the next big news coming out on the vaccine front is from the Oxford study. So Oxford partnered with AstraZeneca and they're working on a vaccine that's a different type of vaccine than what we saw from Moderna this week. Different obviously from the antibody treatment that came out with Sorrento last week. Um, And there's like three or four different buckets of vaccine types and they each work a little bit differently. Now I've already seen Um, Some scientists kind of critiquing the Oxford study saying that, you know what? They looked at the they looked at the preliminary like the preliminary stuff that they're seeing in in just uh, monkeys. Right. And they're saying that if the data is not even that great, like it technically works, but the vaccine doesn't work that well. And based on what they're seeing now, even in a best case scenario, it would be like, you know, when the flu vaccine comes out and it kind of works, but it kind of doesn't. It would be like one of yeah. those types of vaccines. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the good thing about the Oxford vaccine is that it's a huge, massive human trial. It's the very first of these massive human trials because they start on this so long ago. They're, it's basically they're taking a vaccine that worked for something else and they're kind of spinning it into a covid vaccine. So um, this News, uh, they, they're, they're in human trials. They injected 1,100 people, and I think they're going to inject up to an additional 5,000 people over the next two or three weeks with the vaccine. And the news that's going to come out, they're saying by the end of June, but everything I can see, it looks like this news is actually going to come out in early to mid-June, is the degree to which antibodies were created in the bodies of these people that we're taking the vaccine. And that usually takes, like, like I think, 10 to 18 days to create those antibodies. So the first news almost can't be bad. Does this make sense? It can't be bad, really. Like, it would only be bad if they were like, hey, no antibodies. Yeah, so, de- so George, George, here's the thing. Like, the the, the antibody news, like, the, this first result that's going to come out...
0: By the way, nobody can hear me because to- I, I was muted. You guys could hear me, but... I was basically saying that, um, what was I saying? That any people are looking for good news and any level of like people want to see that good headline. And if there's, if there's something, you know, factual, that's not amazing, they're still looking and wanting for the news to be positive. And any level of success is, is going to be hugely kind of, I think, over-exaggerated.
2: Yeah. And when it comes to this first, this phase two, phase one, phase two results, The first news they're releasing is simply going to be, hey, we got an antibody response, which is awesome, right? Now, we know that that's not that meaningful, but I think kind of like the Moderna news, I think it's going to create like excitement, right? So I think the risk reward here is pretty good that we're going to get a what's going to be at least initially presented to the world. As good news. Now, will it be critiqued? Will you know over the next the following days after? Probably so. But my trade is that we're going to get that news, and it's going to happen sometime in the next three weeks. That's what I think. Um, They're saying end of June, but I, you know, there's so much pressure right now. For these vaccine trials to announce good news so they can continue getting funding from the various governments that are handing out money. So yep. Moderna announces their news and they're like, hey, look at what we got. Let's go try to grab some of this government money around the world to like pre-do manufacturing all stuff. And how we much How much? AstraZeneca also like,
0: got a bunch of money from the government or multiple governments?
2: Do you, do you remember how much that was? What I don't remember. I think it was like hundreds of millions. But yeah. Yeah. It's like you know the people at Oxford are like, hey, we want our – we have a bigger trial. Our trial is way bigger. We have more people in it. We should be coming out with positive news. Their news was junky news. Our news is kind of junky too. But you know what? It worked for them. Let's let's publish our junky, junky news and hype it up. I think – listen, I'm just – I know uh, uh, maybe this is a reach and that that's the way they're thinking – but I truly believe that's the way all these biotechs are thinking right now and all, all these
1: vaccine studies are thinking. So, well, no, I mean, I, I, I think believe... they think that they're making something good. Like I, I think but they also have to balance the business at the same time. Right. Yeah. So they need that money coming in. These are very expensive, you know, drugs to manufacture and the studies to produce. So, yeah, I mean, they, they need those dollar bills to keep it going. And I knew I saw this news
0: somewhere. This news was actually, uh, I saw it in our Discord channel. Bloomberg reported that AstraZeneca got a billion dollars from the U.S. to make the Oxford vaccine.
2: That that was a while ago, right?
0: Um, uh, Yes. And that was their uh, supply, you know, agreements for 400 million doses. Let me check the date on this article.
2: Um, So, by the way, that's that's what I like about this trial as well is that this trial is coming from a monstrously big vaccine company, right, that has massive distribution and massive manufacturing. And I think the new positive spin on this story is going to be, hey, if this one's working, this is the big one that they could get. They've already said that they could have millions of doses prepared and ready to theoretically give to the public in late September. Now, that's a stretch. I've seen a lot of debate around that. I think theoretically it's probably October at the absolute earliest, but this is a, this is, if it did work, this could absolutely, we, they could be looking at millions to tens of millions by the end of the year. And hundreds of millions by early next year, with the way they're ramping up produ- uh, production. So I'm not saying this is the end-all vaccine at all. There's a whole bunch of other companies, as we know, working on it. You got Johnson and Johnson. You got Pfizer. You got all, all these guys are working on, and, and they all think they maybe have a slightly better version. And you know, the ones that are a little bit delayed are probably going to be even a little better because they're able to learn from yeah. these earlier trials and make adjustments. To where what's interesting is the ones that are doing the trials now. AstraZeneca, they'll have to make a decision the, the, the this data is like, OK, we can probably manufacture a vaccine and make a bunch and, and maybe save lives and stuff. Or we can delay it 60 to 90 days and like tweak it a little bit and make it better. And those are really important decisions they're going to have to make. But I'm not worried about all that. All I'm thinking about is the initial the initial kind of dissemination of positive rumors or news on this very specific trial going on in conjunction between Oxford and AstraZeneca and when it's going to happen. Now, the risk factor is, I say I think it's going to happen the next two to three weeks, but that's a long time in this market, right? I mean, that's a lot of time for Trump to get into like an economic war with China or more bad news coming out in terms of, you know, the economy is maybe... Getting impacted worse than we thought it was, or you know, maybe there's new hotspots popping up in terms of like threat of a second wave, or Brazil. Was it Brazil that's doing really bad right now? I, like, like the
0: whole southern hemisphere is way worse than the northern hemisphere now, and that's yeah. that's an interesting stat that we we were expecting the warmer climates to do better, right? But it's so, it's has has more to do with their ability to, I guess, uh, do distancing and and just be. Their their economy size as well. These although really although New Zealand, risk. by the way, New Zealand has basically wiped it out completely. They had like their 1,400 cases and now it doesn't exist anymore.
2: That's awesome.
0: It's the benefit okay. of being an island.
2: Yes. But this is a high risk trade, right? Because ultimately, and by the way, this is a good time to say we're not financial advisors. We're not providing any type of recommendations for you this is what we're doing we want you to learn how we think how we strategize and this is for you know a little bit for entertainment and a little bit for education but you have to make your own decisions um this please don't try to mirror our trades we share our trade just so you can learn from us now also by the way give us a thumbs up all right because we've been working so hard on on, on this stuff especially this last week give the channel thumbs up the youtube algorithm really loves that Uh, you know It is a risky trade, but you know how I think about this? I feel like, let's just say, I feel that there's a 50% chance or more. I honestly believe, if you ask me, 70% chance that we are going to receive positive news on the Oxford study in the next three to three and a half weeks, okay? So now that I believe that, I believe that with levered positions in some of these beaten down travel and entertainment names, I think that through, at least through the options that I'm that I'm trading there, in some cases I could generate a two or three x uh, my investment. So if I think I have a seventy percent chance of generating a two or three x, or even maybe a four x uh, as we get a little closer, or five x on some of these positions, to me I like the risk reward in that trade. It's a it's a good trade for me, yeah. but it doesn't mean I'm not going to lose a ton of money. If it doesn't happen. Right. It's just it's it's a measured risk, this trade. But I like it because, by the way, there's so much upside if the results come back even better than anticipated. Uh, so and by the way, I don't think this is a one trade. I don't think this is a single trade. There is a whole series of vaccine news dissemination events that are going to happen over the next call it 60 to 90 days. Right all these companies, and they're all in a race to kind of say, hey, we're doing a good job, too. We're doing a good job, too. Fund us. Keep your money rolling to us. Right. And so I think there's a lot of work to be done as an investor, kind of building a matrix, an information dissemination matrix of the top seven or eight vaccine trials and when they're most likely to disseminate information to the market.
0: No, and absolutely. then
2: trying to maybe trade around each of those events knowing that they're going to they're all they're all going to put a positive spin on what they do. Now you know we'll probably get one or two failures, but they're all going to put a positive yeah. spin. At the end of the day, don't you think we have eight trials that are going great, but maybe lucky to get one or two that are actually really great?
0: No, absolutely. Out of the 100 or so that are that are going on around the world, I think that you, we can narrow our focus down to the, you know, maybe the top 10 or 8 like you say and Those are the ones we'll watch and we'll be looking for any news. And I think that probably people will, the the people writing the press releases might take a little step back after seeing what happened with Moderna. Maybe not be quite as, uh, as excited in their language, uh, although if you if you actually read what they said, they they were pretty clear on you know this is th- they said it was eight people out of forty five. It was just the headline that that made the news and made the the market go up. And we also had uh, the the chairman of the Fed on sixty minutes on Sunday night too. So Monday was Monday was an exciting day for the stock market. What what is happening today in the stock market though? We, we've we've just fallen apart.
1: Uh, we had some jobless claims come out today. Um... Two point something million. Um, yeah, but that was, their, that was, was kind of economic. expected.
0: It may be uh, we're going into a uh, holiday weekend too, so this is kind of maybe just some selling off there. But it looks like yeah. what the the everything's down like one or two percent in the uh, yeah. the major averages.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean the market was up. Listen, I I quickly checked before the show. I, I don't know what drove the reversal, but at this point, I mean the market's so hyped right now. It doesn't take much to send it up or down a few percentage points. And by the way, I want to just note that I don't think the vaccine companies are the big trade here. I mean, I know someone's like, "Oh, Astrazeneca is going to produce this vaccine at cost. How do they make money?" Yeah. But I, I'm not saying Astrazeneca is a trade. Uh, we're not trading the pharma companies. We're trading the market. Uh, well,
1: and we're and in. we're trading the potential economic fallout from a vaccine being in place,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh that's that's really that's that's the trade
2: okay um it, it looks say, like uh, uh look.
0: the, in in the chat it looks like uh that the uh house uh, where the, the chat's going too fast for me i just saw it on the screen but
2: hey can i can i throw a, a totally random comment related to our last episode uh i did i put this on discord this morning as well i did a bunch of research yesterday i kind of Went down a rabbit hole with uh, Vista Outdoors. It used to be Smith and Wesson. They got rid of the gun division. They're still huge in uh, gun accessories and hunting and ammunition. They're like one of the world's biggest ammunition providers. But they also do a ton of outdoor products, including they're one of like the biggest manufacturers of bicycle helmets, like Bell bicycle and Gyro Bell bicycle helmets, and uh, all these different outdoor cookware things. And they're just a big outdoors company. I read that earnings transcript that just came out a couple weeks ago. And I came to the conclusion, and this is why I always say you got to read the earnings transcripts. you got to read them. And even better is when you could listen to them because you could detect tone and voice. I came to the conclusion that I think that Vista Outdoor CEO is totally sandbagging the summer quarter. I think he's sandbagging it, and I think they're going to have such a strong quarter between – Ammunition sales that it sounds like they literally can't manufacture enough to to settle this demand supply the demand and two, all the outdoor products. Jordan, as you know, bicycle helmets. You can't keep them in stock right now. It's insane. So I, I I've traded. I bought a bunch of shares in. I forget how many I put on discord of uh, Vista, even though they just had earnings. So we're not going to get earnings out of them for another almost three months. But that's a trade that I kind of didn't talk about Monday. So follow-up trade to that uh, recreational motorsports and outdoor summer uh, stimulus money slash I get a refund for my kids' camp money slash I'm not going on vacation money. So what am I going to do instead? Right. Stop. Pit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and you, we need to figure out a way to spend all this money, right? We need to get out there. We need to re-stimulate the economy.
1: Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Hey, well, by the way, that, but if you've got kids, you you can't just sit inside. I mean, they will go insane. You've got but, to get them out doing something. By the way, my restaurant is booming right now. Like, I cannot even
2: believe it. Like, don't get me wrong, we don't have the late night business that we used to get, which yeah. kills. us like half our business. Um, but the other half, which is just eating, like we had a line this weekend, a wait. Our weeknight business, the last few nights, is actually larger than we were before this whole virus thing like we're that's we're wild more business yeah
0: it's insane well it's because people have been cooped up and they want to go out to eat and you got it you've got a place that uh is kind of it's a neighborhood place and it's clean and it's going to be it's going to be interesting though this weekend texas is now allowing bars to open and so my bar is going to be opening at 25 percent capacity a very i i don't i don't know how that's going to work because it's it's not a it's a dive bar, it's a small place. They're not allowing us to have bar stools at the actual bar. We're gonna have to like serve people at seated at tables or something. It'll be very interesting to see how that goes. But if you're in Dallas, in tavern.
2: Oh man, hey, Chewy's earnings is today, says oh, is it? uh Kevin Grass. I think I sold my Chewy's um, I'll have to double check. I think I'm out, but now i got now I got to think about this. Do I want to trade Chewy's into earnings today? I don't know. I might because I feel like Chewy's has done so much better than all these other restaurants, but the stock kind of reflects that already. So I don't know. I'm, I'm undetermined. I'll put it in. If I come up with a decision today, I'll, I'll throw it in Discord uh, later, guys. Uh, So that's the vaccine trade, guys. That's it. And by the way, this is not like we're going all in now, uh, we would absolutely invite each of you guys to contribute to our thinking on this vaccine trade. If you see any, you know what, Dave, should we consider putting like like a chat specific to uh, vaccine news? and then a chat specific to hot spots or the virus and that yeah. way people can collectively if you find some good data out there right or some information you could put it in that chat section of the discord i think that would be really beneficial do you want
0: do you want two ch- like two channels or just
2: one both news and no, no, I'm thinking there are two – so so one is related to the vaccine, right? Anything related to vaccine news, because mm-hmm. this is so important, right? It's so important that I think that in any way – if we can get some sort of an edge on there's some leaking, some 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 leaks coming out on this vaccine news or that vaccine news, positive or negative, right? It doesn't have to be positive because honestly, listen, if I see some negative stuff coming out, you're going to see me sell out of those vaccine trades quicker than you would ever imagine, um, that, that could be its own chat vaccine. Okay. There might be another one related to second wave, like second a second wave chat, like any indications of a hot spot or second wave of this thing hitting some area of the world, right? Because that, okay. that, that's kind of unrelated to just investment in ideations and research. So there's, so. there's
0: now under the main chat section, there's a vaccine news section and then um, second wave actually already exists on in the everything else category but i'm moving it up to the main chats just to give it a little bit more visibility uh for the next uh you know and and we could the kind of the things that we're actively talking about we'll we'll move to that main chats section and and maybe even have just a kind of ongoing chat about things we talk about in the show um if anyone wants to by the way I had one of, uh, one of our viewers, uh, send me a private message about kind of keeping a show notes section up to date. If anybody wants to volunteer to, um, to take notes on what we talk about and log it in, at, in kind of a locked down read-only channel that, that I want to give some interns access to. If you want to be our, one of our interns and, and write down what we talk about, let me know. Send me a private message in, uh, in Discord and I'll, uh, I'm going to try to get some people. So. Let's see. We have, okay. Do, do.
2: Yeah. So I think it's really important. And, you know, I got to go in a minute here. because so I got this graduation, weird mobile graduation ceremony for my kids coming out of elementary school. But, um, listen, I just want to wrap it up saying this, this is not about, Hey, we got the stock picks for you for this week. I mean, this is about understanding what the marginal drivers of price are for this market the next 90 days. Yep. So we've identified what we think are two of the biggest. So now let's come together collectively as a community and try to I don't want to use the word front run that information. Right. But 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 try to early detect uh, anything that's related to those two marginal drivers of price. Let's do it collectively as a community. And let's see if we can get an edge on the rest of the market. Because we at Dumb Money, we have a prepared mind. We know what we're looking for. We're actively looking for it 24 hours a day. And we know exactly what we're going to do if we find it. Okay, like that's the goal here. That's the strategy. That's the move. That's the game plan. Um, So I I thank you so much for joining the Discord, guys, and being part of this. Like, We are equal with you in this mission because we either win together or we lose together, right?
0: Absolutely. So, but before you go, please do hit the like button if you haven't already for the YouTube algorithm. If you have, just hit it twice so that it stays blue. That's what we really need. Be sure you subscribe, turn on all notifications. Do you podcast? Listen to our podcast. It's basically the same show, but without getting to see our uh, beautiful faces. We're also, uh, so oh, leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. We're on all of them. But uh, we're trying to get more reviews on Apple so that people can find our podcast. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot, the Discord server. Um, I will tweet. That's invite code right now at Dave Hansen if you need one. Thank you guys so much for watching. I am Dave Hansen. For Chris and Jordan, we are Dumb Money. We will see you on Monday.